Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. You, you may be seated. Welcome to City Reach Church, where we are about uh, actually reaching the one who is far from God and helping them become passionate followers of Jesus Christ. And if you haven't noticed, we're passionate in the house. Right? We are passionate. We we're here to inspire because we've been inspired. And uh, and one of our uh, one of the things we used to talk about is that we are. Uh, just ordinary people from over the places, but we are doing ex- extraordinary things here in the community. And again, as my wife mentioned, thank you to so many people. I, I don't want to get into names. There's just so many folks that work so hard every day this week at different parks doing the vacation Bible school. And then we culminated yesterday by giving over uh, 650 book bags out, or it was more, I forget how many, uh, over a 1,000 people. Uh, we're on the street here, uh, gave out about a thousand hot dogs, and it was a blessing for us to just be out there and just loving the community that God has planted us in, and for that I give thanks. I am so honored to serve alongside each and every one of you. Um, so many things, that I'm not going to get into to names, but um, it, it was just powerful. And the greatest thing, out of all the wonderful things that happened uh, yesterday, for me personally, and there was a lot of great things happening, and you know, haircuts, uh, Brother Danny, who gave 16 haircuts by himself, so thanks, Danny. Yeah. And so, you know, next year we'll do better, next year we'll do even more. Um, but for me personally, the greatest thing that happened out there was, uh, during the worship, um, I, I had my hands up in the air, and I felt the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, just flow through that street. And for me, I said, that's why we're here. We are here because to take back what the enemy thought was his. And that's why we're here. And and today, we're going to continue our sermon series entitled, Thy Kingdom Come. Thy Kingdom Come. And and, and what does that mean? You know, Matthew 6.10, it says this. It says, Thy Kingdom Come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And if you have any kind of church background, you may remember that this is part of the Our, our Father. When, when the disciples asked Jesus, how do we pray? And, and Jesus gave them a short prayer. And in this prayer, these words were in there. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as I mentioned last week, for me personally, I prayed this prayer a, a million times. as I grew up in church. And, you know, I grew up in a Spanish Pentecostal church. We went to church Monday through Monday through Monday through Monday. Right? Um, some of y'all know what that's like. Um, and I'm thankful for that. I got great foundation there. But when I used to pray this prayer, I, I don't think I was praying it correctly. And I said it last week that when I prayed this prayer, it was about thy kingdom coming. In other words, Jesus come and take us out of here and save us from this place, this horrible place, earth, right? Because there's so much pain and and, and ugliness in this world and messiness, Lord, would you just take us out of here? But as as I've grown and matured in, in the Lord, I've understood that it's not about him taking us out of this earth, but it's about him bringing heaven to earth through you and I, right? And, and so that's what we were trying to do, and that's what our, what our intent was out there all week, was to bring a little bit of heaven down to earth, Right? So that some people who don't believe in God, some people who don't even think he exists, can have something happen in their spirit that would revive something that God placed in them before they were born, 
right? So that they would say, wow, there, there's something to this thing. So it's not about city reach, it's not about Mark Novalis, it's not a, about you, it's about the God who resides in us, right? And so that's what we're praying for. We're praying for thy kingdom come here on earth, and that excites me. Um, because I know that more than anything, that's what God wants to do. He wants, he wants to reside here. He wants to, um, and, and we talked about that a little bit um, last week too, where, where transformation of the community, transformation of this world, transformation of your workplace, transformation of your home, it comes through you. As you allow God and you submit to God and you allow him to, what, transform you, transformation comes to the places that you're at, right? How many are with me? Praise God. Um, and I'm excited about this sermon series. Uh, something I mentioned last week, just as a reminder, a couple things. Number one, God's original plan was to extend his kingdom in heaven here on earth. We talked about that last week. The next thing I want to mention is God's plan was never to establish religion on earth. It's not about religion, but it's about his kingdom here on earth. It's about his kingdom. Jesus was always preaching the kingdom. And that's why he said, thy kingdom come. That's why he was teaching us to to pray that. And that's our prayer here at City Reach is that his kingdom would come to to this building, that his kingdom would come to to Coney, that his kingdom would be on Torresdale Avenue, on Frankfurt, on Cotman, on the Boulevard, on Oxford Circle, on Rising Sun, right on 2nd and Allegheny. Can we give Jesus some praise? He wants to establish his kingdom here in the city of Philadelphia, and he's going to do it through you, and he's going to do it through me. He's going to do it through this church, and he's going to do it through some other churches, right? Praise God. Glory to Jesus. I love my church, but I know I'm not the only church, right? And I know that God wants to flow. Hallelujah. Um, we talked about yesterday about how we are, or last week about how we are sons and daughters in his kingdom. He's the king. You're a son. Once we, be, once we accept and surrender to Jesus, we surrender our hearts, we surrender our lives to Jesus, we become sons and daughters of the King. Yes. How many know that you're a How many are sons and daughters in the house? Yes. Now, now, I know a lot of us rose our hands, but a lot of us don't live like that, right? I'm not here to condemn or judge anybody. What I am here to do is remind you that you are truly a son and daughter of the king once we receive him in our hearts. Once we submit and we bow down to the king, we become his son and his daughter. But sometimes we carry so much shame and guilt in our lives that it's hard for us to live as a son and a daughter. Right? You know, I've been in Philly for about 22 years, grew up in East Chicago. And uh, last week I I was um, in Chicago. Because my, my uncle had passed away, so I went over there on Tuesday. I was there from Tuesday to Thursday. I, you know, I was part of the funeral um, of my uncle, who was a man of God. And, and um, one thing I like about going home, my wife doesn't like it, but I like it, is when I get home, I'm the baby at the house. <laughs> so my mom caters to me, my dad. You know, over here, y'all had um, y'all have Tasty Cake, right? Over there, we didn't have Tasty we had Hostess. So, I know y'all don't like it, but I grew up a hostess. So when I get home, my dad has all these little snacks for me, right? He's 73 years old, he got all these snacks. And I'm like, pop, like, you, come on, kill me, you know? So I eat a couple just to please him. 
But the truth of the matter is, when I go home, my wife is like, she keeps calling me. Remember, you have a wife over here in Philadelphia. But I'm getting catered to my old room. My mom sets it up, you know. Is it, you know, is it good? And, you know, man, I had a good mother. My mom used to put toothpaste on my toothbrush when I was like 13 years old. I'm revealing it all here today. But when I go home, man, I feel like a little star. Like, wow, you know? Like, ah, oh, this feels good. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but why do I feel like that? Because I'm a son in that house. I'm a son in that house. I get up in the morning. My mom said we were traveling because they were with my uncle's uh, family with the family in Houston. She said, we don't have no food here right now. We didn't even do groceries. We didn't have time. We just landed before you got here. But if I say, Mom, I want McDonald's, my dad's going to go to the garage yeah. and go get me some McDonald's because I'm a son, right? Because I have rights. And you have rights as a son and daughter of the king. Right? Now, I didn't take advantage and tell my dad to get McDonald's. We didn't do that. But I could have, right? I could have. I'm 46 years old and I still could have taken advantage of my sonship in my daddy's house. And for too long, you and I, as sons and daughters of God, do not take advantage of our sonship and daughtership that we have a right to. Right? So we keep living a, a, a sometimes I'm going to be real honest, sometimes a sorry life as a slave to the world, yes. instead of living a victorious life right. as a son or daughter to the king. Yeah. Right? And I, I'm going to say it, because we just said, how many times y'all all rose your hand? But in real life, a lot of times we don't live like that, right? Sometimes we live like that a little bit when we come to church, right? But as soon as we leave, leave we don't feel like a son or a daughter anymore. And, and so that's what we really want to talk about today, that that according to the Bible, we, you, I, once we surrender to the king, right? Yes. A king who gave it all, a king who, who was murdered on a cross, a king who died and took his life back so that what? So that you and I would have dominion. We talked about that last week. We would have dominion here on earth. Because there's areas, there's territory. In this world, in this city, I believe that God has called you to dominate, right? To dominate. And as sons and daughters, we have to have a new mentality, a new mentality. And I can stand here today, right, in humility and power, knowing that I am a son of an all-living God, the King of Kings. I'm his son, right? And I can stand here in humility and power. And you say, well, how does that work? How could you live in humility and in power? They kind of go, they kind of against each other, but in Christ, they're not. In Christ, they're not. In, 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 in Christ, I can use humility and power in the same sentence. Right? So I stand here in humility, but knowing that without God, I'm nothing. Right? But I also stand here in power, Knowing that in Jesus, he's given me dominion and power. See, see no, no title, no position out there in the world is going to give you those two in the same manner that Christ gives them to you. Right? So I stand here only because when I'm humble to an all-powerful God. But because I'm humble and I'm beginning to, I'm just beginning to understand who he is, I can also stand here in authority and power that comes through him. 
And the same authority and power that he's given to me is for you in his kingdom. And you may, 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 you may not be getting all of this, but I know one thing. Your spirit is getting it. Something in your spirit comes alive when you begin to understand that God created you for dominions, that we would dominate some things, that we would overcome the devil himself and his lies. Right? Glory to Jesus. How does this happen? You say, well, Pastor, okay, that sounds good. How does this happen? The first thing we do, we have to surrender. We have to surrender to the king. He's the king. It's all about the king. Nothing really matters without the king. You can conquer the whole world, right? The Bible says, but if you, you and still lose your own soul. Yes, Lord. If you don't, if you're not having surrendered to the king. Yes. And so we surrender to, to him first. We surrender to the king. As we surrender to him, we simply say, God, I need you in my life. God, I'm a sinner. God, I did some stuff that I, I regret. Would you forgive me? And we begin to submit to him and we surrender to him. Then he begins to transform us. He, be, he brings a peace to us. He begins to, uh, to, 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 to give us uh, joy that we never had, right? A new joy. See, see, I stand here with a new, fresh joy because he is the joy of my life, right? See, see, if you knew my story... You would know that I really have no business standing up here, right? Yes. If you knew my story, you would know that, oh, well, how, God, how could God use him, right? Well, but I see, I know you have a story. Yes, and then I have a story. But see, God in his mercy, he sees our stories, and he still says, that's my son, and that's my daughter, right? Don't get stuck in your story. Get out of your story and become a son and become the daughter he's called you to be. Look at the person next to you and tell them this. Say this. I am not a statistic. I am a child of the king. We're not statistics here. If we look at statistics, I shouldn't be standing here, right? If we look around this room and we look at our background and where we come from, we can't stay being a statistic, right? We got to be become, stand up like men and women that God created us to be and become the son and daughter that he intended. John 1 through 1, verse 12, it says this, but as many as received him, so we got to receive him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So he's saying it right there. There's power for you. To become a son and daughter of God, we just have to believe on his name. Genesis 1 through 21, verse 26, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion, dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping, every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. But that first verse in 26, I know you may not have it up there, but it says, And let them have dominion. So Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden. They messed it up. If it was you or me there, we would have messed it up too. They messed it up. They sinned against God, and they lost dominion. They lost dominion. Jesus came back. I, I mentioned it a little bit. He dies on the cross so that you would have dominion again, so that I would have dominion. So how do we regain that dominion? We submit. We surrender to God. We surrender our hearts to him, and then, and then he starts to reestablish that dominion over your life, yeah. that you no, no longer think the same, 
that you no longer dream little dreams, but you begin to dream bigger dreams, right? And then as you begin to dream bigger dreams, those bigger dreams are, are, are get smaller. Example, God calls me to six years ago, seven years ago to plant a church. And I was like, okay, God, okay, God, okay, I, I'll do it. And I didn't want to do it. I was scared. I, I thought I was losing my mind. Half the time. He says, plant, open a church. So we did. We opened a church with like five people in my dining room. And my sister-in-law, who stood up here a little while, she was there, right? She was one of the first people. We had like five or six people at that dining room that didn't know what I was doing. I don't know what I got. We did a little Bible study. We did it the next week. And we did it the next week. And then the next week. And people got a little bit excited. And, and, and I would create my little Bible study. I remember at work, my little Bible study. And, and more people started to come, right? And also we didn't fit in the dining room, right? And then and I was like, God, what does this look like? He said, look at your basement. It's going to be your basement. I said, okay, I can do a church in the basement, right? So that was the dream. The dream was the basement. The dream was the basement. The dream was the basement, right? We didn't fit in the dining room, right? So we had to go to the family room. We weren't ready for the basement yet, right? We were in the family room, and they started to grow there in the family. And all of a sudden, we didn't fit in the family room. Now we had 12, 13 people. We don't fit in the dining room. All of a sudden, we, we got to go to the basement. That's the dream, right? We get to the basement. Before you know it, there's 35 people coming. I'll never forget, one day there was 36 people in my basement. I was like, man, we've arrived. The church. She God, we did it, right? Now we can close our little pack, right? And then God said, no, no, there's a bigger dream. It's a bigger dream. He took us to Northeast High School, right? And we get to Northeast High School, and man, our first service, there was 350 people there because they were friends and family. The next week, right, we had 70 people. And some of you were there. <laughs> some of you were there. And from there, man, we, we started to dream, right? And God began to make the dream bigger. He began to make the dream bigger. And three years ago, we got to this building. When I got to this building, I'm like, okay, we're good. God, we took us from the basement to 68, 14, 20, we're good. And what is God telling me now? It's too small, man. Because I'm a big guy. I'm a big guy, right? And that's what he has for you. He has bigger dreams for you. So you see, the enemy wants you to dream little dreams, barely naked dreams, some godless dreams, some dreams that you can do all by yourself. But God has dreams for you that you can only accomplish with Him by your side. God is the King and you the Son and daughter. So we submit to God. We surrender to Him first. The second thing, we have to take dominion over ourselves. And this is the hard one. Ooh, it's the hardest one for me. Still struggle. We have to take dominion over our own lives. See, because I can't take dominion over anything else until I can dominate myself. This is a hard one. It, it means that what? That, that the things that God said in that verse should not dominate you. Right? There should be no animal, no plant. No, nothing should be uh, dominating you. Hallelujah. But we live in a society, in a world, that we are dominated by everything. Well, We're dominated by the very things we were created to dominate. Here's an example. If you smoke cigarettes, you're dominated by a by a leaf, right? But you were created to dominate that thing. So it comes here. We got to start saying, I'm not going to be dominated by that leaf no more. Y'all with me? If you're still getting high, you're being dominated by a weed. But you were created to dominate that weed. You, you, were, created to, you were created to dominate it, yet it's dominating you, right? Oh, I can't wait till Friday so I can smoke a little bit of weed, right? 
Oh, I may feel good for a minute, but the devil's laughing and saying, I still dominate him. I still dominate her. So we can't go and start dominating this country or this city if we're still being dominated by the very things you were called to dominate. Right? You're being dominated by some barley and some grain. Right? The very thing you were called to dominate is dominating you. Can we go a little more here? I'm not here to judge. I'm here to wake you up, right? You know, I want, I want ministry. I want all this stuff, Pastor. I need all this stuff, Pastor. Pastor, God, call me. You know what? Then why are you still watching porn? Why are you still being dominated by an industry when you're supposed to be dominating me? This one hurts. Guys, I, I, I'm one to talk, right? Dominated by stuff like that most of my life. Not until you stand up and say, no, I refuse to be dominated by the very thing I was created to dominate, right? And when somebody says, come to bed, and I say, oh, no, 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 no. Do you know who I am? I'm not going to be dominated by you, right? I'll be dominated oh, by him, and he's going to bring somebody else who's dominated by him, and I'll, I'll go to bed with that person when there's some commitment in my life. But that's why we're not dominating nothing. Because we go and we do whatever feels good. We do whatever's right in front of us. When God says, I didn't call you for just any little old thing. I called you to dominate in that place. But you guys start dominating yourself. Start dominating your body. Young people, don't let nobody touch your body. Take dominion over yourself. For junk. God created you to be a son and a daughter, and it's time we begin to dominate. Hallelujah, to dominate yourself. Don't blame your daddy. Don't blame your, your story. Say, God, it's time that I would stand up, that I would be a son, that I would be a daughter. You called me to be, and it's time I begin to dominate so I can make a difference out there. Some of you, he's showing you a basement, right? He's showing you a basement, but there's more than a basement for you. I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. First Corinthians 6.12, it says this. I love this verse. It says this. I have the right to do anything. I can do whatever I want, right? But not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything. Yes. But I will not be mastered by anything. What's Paul saying here? Paul's saying, I can do whatever I want. Smoke weed on Friday, go get drunk on Saturday, and go sleep with her and the other one on Tuesday, right? But I refuse to do that. Because I want to take dominion. I will not be mastered by my flesh. I will not be controlled by the, by the desires of my flesh. But I would stand up and I would say no. That's it, Pastor. Yes, sir. Not any, just any Joe Blow going to touch my body, right? Because right. I was created to dominate. Hallelujah. Dominion. Hallelujah. It's all right. Be, be the king of your own body 
blame peer pressure. Stop blaming, oh, it's a social thing. Rule your body first. Rule your life first. When you begin to take little steps towards that God honors you and he gives you the strength to do it. Say, but pastor, you don't know the struggle. You don't know the struggle. Start taking a step forward. Take a step towards what? To, to dominate your body. He'll give you the strength. All of a sudden, that'll get easy. And then you get to the next thing. Say, okay, God, I'm still struggling with this, God. And you know my struggle. And you begin to share it with God. And you say, God, I need help here. You begin to dominate. God begins to lift you up, right? This isn't about perfection, brothers and sisters. This isn't about what happened last night. This is about today. This is about where am I going today and tomorrow, right? Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Quick story. Quick story. We touched on it in a little bit. Two brothers. Two brothers. They had a wealthy father. They had a wealthy father. Some of you guys may know the story. One son said, you know what, Pop? I'm ready, man. Give me all my, give me my inheritance. I'm ready to go take down the world. And the father said, well, I don't, I don't think you're ready. He said, no, no, I, give, give me my money. Give me what is mine. The dad gives it to him. And he goes off. He starts partying. He got all kinds of friends. Before you know it, he spent all his money. It's all gone. The Bible says that he ends up can't find nothing. He's starving. He's all by himself. All his friends are gone because all his money's gone. The Bible says he finds himself in a pig pen working or eating pig food, right? And he's there. And while he's in this messy, nasty place, the Bible says that he came to his senses and he says, hold up. I shouldn't be eating pig food right now. My dad's a king. Well, why am I eating pig food? I'm better off being a servant in my dad's house. So he gathered himself up and he started walking home. He started walking home. He's walking home. He says, man, I'm better off a servant. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, some of us are walking home right now. That's all right. We're walking home. The Bible says that when his dad saw him, the Bible says that he ran towards his son. He ran towards him. And the Bible says he embraced his son. And as he embraced his son, he said, son said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dad. I should have listened to you. Forgive me, he says. And he says, Pop, I just want to come back. I'll be a servant, man. I'll wash the toilet, man. I'll clean the bathtub, man. I'll, I'll dry your clothes, man. I'll cut your toenails, Pop. I just need to be in the house again. Yes, Lord. The Bible, Bible says, no, 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 son. See, you were never created to be a servant. So bring, him in, bring me his ring. Bring me his robe. Bring me his shoes. Because my son has come home. The Bible says he received him and he loved his son. And he said, go, go kill the fattest calf out there. We're going to have a party and a celebration because my son was dead. And now he's alive. Now he's alive, the Bible says. And the Bible says that he, he took his son and he said, son, man, I know you spent and I know you messed up. And I, but, but this is your house. And it will always be your house. And he received him. He loved him. And brothers and sisters, today I tell you, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how messy, no matter how much pig food maybe we've eaten, right? He tells you today, you are my son, you are my daughter, 
I have a ring to place on your finger. I have a robe to place on you because there are some things I need you to dominate on this earth. Yes, Lord. Church, can we stand? Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Good word. Good word. I don't know if it's your first time here. I don't know if you. I don't know if you. You've been here. You've been in church all your life. It's your first time. But one thing I know is that the devil is the same devil whether you've been serving God all your life or you just started coming here today, right? Yes. And he's a liar, and he wants you to think that you're just a servant. He wants you to live with guilt and shame. He wants to tell you, man, you're lucky you can even be a servant in this house. You're lucky if you could just be a servant. But I tell you that God, the king, he says this to you today. He said, you are my son. You are my daughter. And it's time to stop being dominated by the very same things you were created to dominate. Yes, Lord. I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, your Holy Spirit would just move in this place. Lord, that you would bring, Lord, the reality of who you are to every heart in this place, God. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Spirit, that you would do what only you can do. Yeah. You came, Lord, to save that what that was lost. Yeah. And so we honor you for that. I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for the hearts that are here that are being transformed even as I pray. I thank you, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Church, you were created in the very image of God, in his likeness. And in order to live out the destiny and the dream that he placed in you, you have to believe the king. Submit to the king and surrender. So if we could just close our eyes just for a moment. I want you to just examine your heart right where you are. And if you're ready to surrender to the king, I'm going to count to three. You can raise your hand. If you're ready to submit and surrender to the king and become a son and a daughter, you'll raise your hand. One, two, three. Just raise your hand all over the room. Yes, yes. There's hands all over the room. Hands all over the room. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Church, can we raise our hands with our brothers and our sisters so they don't feel alone? And we're going to pray this prayer together. So repeat after me. Jesus, it's time. It's time to take my place in your kingdom. Forgive me for the things I've done to hurt others, to hurt myself. Help me to forgive the people who have hurt me. I need you today. I want to dominate in humility and in power. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. Begin to change me in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 connect with you after the service at that connect table. She would just share that you made a 
You said a prayer today. And I believe if you meant it, it will transform your life forever. That you didn't get here by mistake, but that the Holy Spirit himself brought you here today. Because he loves you, because he's tired of seeing us be dominated. He's given us dominion in his kingdom. And so today, before we close, if you need prayer, if you're sick, if you said that prayer and you rose your hand and you said, I, I want to pray with somebody, we'd invite you forward to come and pray. We'd love to pray with you today. The Holy Spirit is here even right now. Hallelujah. He's faithful and he's good. Gracias, Señor Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are faithful. You are good. Yes, Lord, move Holy Spirit in this place. Don't wait too long. Just come forward. Come forward. Someone will pray with you. Gracias, Señor. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.